Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, where you will find messages from various speakers here at Eastgate House of Prayer Mission Base, both a house of prayer and a praying church. We pray that you are blessed through this message and that a greater measure of truth is revealed to you as you listen. Such a joy to be with you guys this morning. And I am, uh, by the grace of God, just going to move into breaking off this bread that the Lord's given to me. Gave me a dream a couple nights ago that uh, actually led me to message here this morning. So it's a, it's a joy. I, I'm fully persuaded that this is a rhema word for the body of Christ. And even specifically for your homes. And so two things that the Lord is speaking with great clarity through this dream that I had. And it was a visitation in my home, which I think is important. And uh, there were two different Pauls that I know. Two friends whose name, both of them, their names are Paul. One of them was asleep in my home, and the other one just arrived. And upon the awakening of the one Paul that was asleep, we acknowledged that the clock said it's 7.15, 7.15 a.m. The sun was breaking in. It was a beautiful day. It was, it was like a day like today. It was just the sun was shining through the windows and such a sense of a new day has dawned. Now, to me, because he's speaking in my language, I mean, Paul, you can refer to apostolic. But one of these Pauls, what he represents to me, if I was to put one one word that would represent this Paul, the one who was sleeping but awakened. And I would say uh, healing. He is a Paul that goes after and ministers healing everywhere he goes. He's like a dog with a bone. He is, he longs to see people healed. And the other Paul in my life is a Paul who cannot keep silent about faith. Faith is just, it's every second word that comes out of his mouth. And he's either teaching about faith or he's looking to inspire faith or he's just, it's constantly looking to feed faith. 
And that's who he is. That's what he does. He lives and breathes faith. And so these two Pauls come into my home. Uh, one w- was actually asleep there. That was healing. And the other was faith. And I believe, as we get into this, I'll uh, unpack that a little bit more. But, but I believe with all of my heart that the Lord is saying that this is a movement of his spirit. And I believe that he's saying, it's actually today that I'm moving. You're going to see movement of my spirit today. I'm coming to the church. I'm coming to the homes. And we're going to begin to unpack that. But I believe that a healing movement is awakening. And the gift of faith extraordinary faith is being given to the body of Christ. If you can agree with that, I want to hear an amen. So we're going to kick off here. Uh, We'll be spending our time in Luke 7. So we're going to actually touch on two stories. Um, And I'm just going to look to pull out because this is actually where the dream actually led me to these, this portion of Scripture. We're going to hear, that there's, so, so there's two stories in this chapter that we're going to touch on. And the first is a very popular story many are familiar with. But, uh, but Jesus has just finished uh, giving revelation to some folks on a hillside. Then he went to Capernaum. There he found a Roman military captain who had a beloved servant he valued highly. And this servant was sick to the point of death. So he was near dead. And the captain heard about this Jesus and that he was in the city. So he sent, and I really believe expecting to have favor through He sent some respected Jewish elders to go plead with Jesus to come and heal his dying servant. And so they did. They went to Jesus and uh, told Jesus how amazing this Roman captain was and how he loved the Jewish people and how he should come and do this, come to the captain's home, this Roman captain. Uh, come to his home and heal his servant. So Jesus started off with them. Now on his way there, he was stopped by some friends of the captain who gave this message. And this is what they said. Master, don't bother to come to me in person for I am not good enough for you to enter my home. I want you to hear that today at home. I'm not good enough for you to come and enter into my home. In fact, he said, I'm not worthy enough even to come out to meet with one like you. So this Roman captain is struck with the barrenness of his life, and he realizes that Jesus is totally other than him. 
He's a captain. He's a ruler over many in the military. Like he's a boss in the military. But yet, he sends people. He first asks, but then he, then you can imagine what came upon him to where he said, no, go send a few more servants to go out and just say, I'm not actually even worthy for you, Jesus, to come into my home. In fact, I won't even come out to meet you because you're totally other than. So there's a there's an expression of humility that's taking place here. But this is his request. He said, but if you would just release the manifestation of healing right where you are, I know, I know, I know that my young servant will be healed. And it says, unlike you, I am just an ordinary man. Yet, listen to this, I understand the power of authority and I see that authority operating through you. Come on, do you hear that, beloved? This Roman captain of the military, he understands authority and power. And he sees the authority resting and operating through Jesus. And he says, I have soldiers under me, and they obey every command that I give. I know it's done. It's certain. I also have authorities over me, and I likewise obey. Whatever they ask, it is done. So, Master, just speak the word, and healing will flow. Now, oftentimes, familiarity can rob us from grasping this. So I want to encourage you to shake off your familiarity with this story because here's Jesus' response. This is how Jesus responded to this. Jesus marveled at this. The Son of God, Son of Man, marveled at what this man had just spoken. It says, he turned around and said to the crowd who had followed him. So he's just not pondering inside his heart. Hmm, what a wonderful faith, you know. See this faith living inside of him. No, he, it says he marveled. He was in awe. He was wowed by this kind of faith. And he turned to everybody that was with him, the crowd, and he said, listen, everyone. Actually, it was more like, listen to this, everybody. Check this out. Never, listen, never, I'm telling you right now, Jesus doesn't embellish. 
Jesus does not exaggerate. We're talking about the truth himself, the very word of God. He is not embellishing here. He says, I want you to listen to this. Listen, everyone. Never have I found even one among the people of God, a man like this who believes so strongly in me. This so engaged with, this kind of faith engaged with the heart of Jesus. Where Jesus responds, Jesus then spoke the healing word. Everybody say the healing word. But listen to this. He spoke the healing word from a distance. When the man's friend returned to the home, they found the servant completely healed and doing fine. I want to declare over you right now in your homes. See, some people feel like, oh, no, I need the man or woman of God to be there laying hands on me, praying over me. No, you don't. What you need to do is receive the gift of healing that's come into your home right now and believe Jesus. And I want to declare to you that even from a distance, Jesus is releasing a healing word to your home. I'm declaring to you right now that in this season, there is a move of the Holy Spirit and healing, we're going to hear testimony after testimony after testimony that there is going to be a healing breaking out in homes. Cross this nation beyond. I'm prophesying to you right now that there is a move of the Spirit. There's a healing movement that's awakening in this hour, and it's breaking out in the homes. Why? Because Jesus is concerned about the home. Jesus is invested in the home. Jesus wants to break into your families, into your marriages, into your children's lives. And he wants to break in and release his healing into your lives. And I'm asking right now, would you wrap your heart in faith around this word? Because I'm prophesying to you right now. I know that I know that there is a healing movement and it's not happening in a big church building. It's happening in every home. Open up your doors and allow the healing to awaken this movement that is awakening right now, this day, Resurrection Day. It's awakening in the homes. If you can wrap your heart of faith around that, correspond on your computer. I want you to say amen. I want you to agree with it. I want you to voice it at home, but I can't hear you at home. I want you to say an amen on your computers. I want agreement here. I want to be able to say, it is written. People are agreeing. This is a yes and amen. Because I'm telling you, 
by the word of the Lord. This is a rhema word. This is a word that the Lord is doing this. You watch. Testimonies are going to explode. This is one of the Pauls that came into my home. And he represented faith. That's what I'm touching on right there. But now we're going to shift to the other Paul. So after that encounter in the home where Jesus released the healing word from a distance to homes, Release this word, and the servant was healed, completely healed. Carry on, it says, shortly afterwards, Jesus left on a journey for a village of Nain. Nain, what it means is uh, pleasant. So a little village called Pleasant. How nice is that? With a massive crowd of people following him along with his disciples. As he approached this pleasant village, okay, so he's, he's coming into the gate, and he met a multitude of people in a funeral procession who were mourning as they carried the body of a young man to the cemetery. So I want you to picture this in a village that is named Pleasant, Jesus is coming, he's at the gates, and he encounters the spirit of death in a place that's supposed to be filled with life, pleasant. And at the gates, there's a collision right now with life and death. This is a part, beloved, if you hear me, hear me now. It says the boy was his mother's only son and she was a widow. Okay, pause. I want you to think about it. I, I, want, I want us to enter into this story. Allow your heart to enter into this story and consider it. You have a woman who's sitting there, a mother who is grieving. I'm not talking shedding a few tears. I'm talking she just feels like her heart's been ripped out of her. She's lost her husband, clearly, already. And now she's lost her only son, who not only is it she's lost what she would feel like her very life, her family. This is the last member of her family being ripped from her hands. And this is secondary, but I don't even think that this is why she was grieving. But that would have been the only means of her being cared for. So both means of her being cared for in the next season were ripped away. But I think it was deeper than that. I think her grief was simply she felt like she just had her heart ripped out losing her husband, and now she's having her heart ripped out again, and it's her only son that's taken from her.
And I want you to hear this, beloved. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, but it says, When the Lord saw the grieving mother, it says, His heart broke for her. The word in the Greek here, it it wasn't like, oh, I feel bad for her. The word in the Greek here means the depths of grief that he embraced. He, the chief intercessor, steps into this place, into her pain, into her darkness, into her loss, into this place of hopelessness. He steps into it. And this word actually speaks of like the bowels, the intestines. It's a deep groan. It's a deep. So Jesus steps in and he's just like, oh, I want you to see this. I want you to hear what's happening because we can read through these stories and lose completely. Just skim over and lose it. Jesus entered into her pain. Her pain, not his. He entered in as the intercessor and yoked himself to her. And he's like, oh, I feel your loss. I feel your heart being ripped out of you. I feel your hopelessness. And I'm entering into your world to minister to you. Who ministers to a widow? Who ministers to a nobody? I want to tell you who ministers to a nobody. Jesus. Jesus ministers to a nobody. Jesus breaks in. He's no respecter of men. He breaks in and he ministers. And he comes into our darkness. He comes into our brokenness. And he joins himself. And he feels what we feel. And he meets us where we're at. He comes in and from the bowels, from the intestines, from the deepest places of his spirit... He enters in feeling the grief and grieving with, burden-bearing and grieving with this widow who just lost everything. With great tenderness, he said to her, please don't cry. feeling her pain. He's like, please don't cry. Then he stepped up. Everybody say he stepped up. In this place of willingness to feel, enter into her pain and into her story, says Jesus steps up. And where does he step up to? He steps up to the coffin. He steps up to death itself. I'm telling you, back in the day, you wouldn't find a Jewish man going near a coffin and stepping up to a coffin. They didn't come near corpses or dead bodies. 
Jesus breaks through all of that. He breaks through every religious, you know, uh, thing set in place, and he breaks through it all. Love breaks in. Life breaks in. This life that is not afraid of death. And he breaks in, comes up to the coffin, and touched it. And when the pallbearers came to a halt, just for some insight, these are the two poles in my dream. Faith and healing, working with Jesus. When Jesus touched death, these pallbearers agreed with him and stopped immediately. Jesus said to the corpse, young man, I say to you, arise and live. Here's the 715 that was on the clock, beloved. It says, immediately the young man moved. Everybody say, he moved. Then he sat up. Come on, let's say it together. He sat up. <laughs> so good. And he spoke to those nearby. Everybody say, he spoke. What I want to say in this, this wasn't some sort of partial healing. Like this, like he was being fully healed. He moved, he sat up, he spoke immediately, it said. It's not some half healing. It's not some half being raised up from the dead. Like you got to think. This young boy, this man, young man is dead. He's not asleep. He's not a little sickly. He's dead, and they're going to the cemetery. And he just moves, sits up, and he speaks to everybody. Jesus. Jesus. Now, I want you to feel the heart of Jesus. It says, Jesus presented the son to his mother alive. I want you to think, he was like a minute ago in deep travail and groaning and feeling the pain, but through this place of divine intercession that he makes, he raises what was pronounced dead. Death said, it's over. He says, no, he's alive. He spoke a better word. He presented the son to his mother alive. Listen to this. A tremendous sense of holy mystery swept over the crowd as they witnessed the miracle of resurrection. I want to tell you, this is Resurrection Day. 
I want to tell you right now, based upon what the Lord has spoken to my heart and through the scriptures, is that he is moving in this season and in this hour. He's coming into homes. He's invading families, and he's restoring. He's restoring homes. In both of these situations, the first one, he broke into a home. He didn't even come into it. He spoke the word of healing. And healing came into that home from a distance. And in this one, he restores a family. A family that in every way would say that family's finished. That lineage is finished. That family is toast. There's, no, there's nobody to carry on the name. There's nobody to carry on the inheritance in any way. But the Lord says, I'm restoring homes. I'm restoring families. I'm restoring inheritance. I'm restoring relationship. I'm healing bodies. I'm healing souls, mind, will, emotions, hearts. I'm coming in and taking over. And there is a move of my spirit in this season that is taking place. And I prophesy to you that on this Resurrection Sunday, that the Spirit of the Lord is moving upon His church. He's moving into homes. He's moving and encountering, and He's breaking in, and He's releasing the gift of faith, extraordinary faith, because I'm telling you right now, I'm prophesying to somebody right now, mothers, fathers, some of you have come to the place where you, you didn't mean to, and this isn't a word of condemnation, but you stopped believing for your prodigal sons and daughters. I'm declaring to you right now that the gift of faith is breaking into your home. The gift of faith is rising up within you, and your hearts are coming into agreement with this gift of faith, and you're going to see your sons and daughters come home to Jesus. I'm prophesying to you right now that what seemed hopeless to you, I'm decreeing the hope of Almighty God is filling your heart. The hope of Jesus, the Spirit, resurrection power is filling your heart right now to believe with His faith for your sons and daughters, for your spouses. I'm decreeing right now that where sickness, disease has afflicted your home, where death has crept into your home, I'm telling you, I don't care how it came into your home, but I'm decreeing right now that Jesus is stepping into your home. And he's releasing a word of life into your home right now. I decree that impartation is coming into your home right now. And the whole spiritual atmosphere is shifting in your homes in Jesus' name. I decree where unbelief has crept in as it has been rampant. 
I decree unbelief is being driven out. That leaven of unbelief is being driven out. And I decree the faith of God is filling your homes. I'm just declaring, even as I woke up in that dream with these two poles in my home, 715, it said immediately. I'm decreeing immediately right now in your hearing of this word. Immediately, the atmosphere of your home is shifting in Jesus' name. Faith and healing are sweeping across our nation. Jesus, we want to thank you today that you have, when you were hanging on the cross, your very last breath, before your last breath, you said, it is finished. I want to tell you right now, when he was hanging on that cross, as he was saying it's finished, he said, I'm going to be back in a minute. I'm going to be back in a minute for you. I'm going to be back in a minute. And I'm going to be raised from the dead. I'm going to conquer death. And I'm going to ascend to my Father. And I'm going to release to you the power of the Spirit. And you will no longer ever, ever, ever be left as an orphan. I'll be with you forever. The same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead filling you, joined to you as one, as a born-again believer. I'm prophesying over you, it's a new day. If you have a loved one next to you at home, turn to them, say, it's a new day. Say, let's agree. It's a new day. Jesus, the same way that he was coming into this widow's life and entered into and felt her loss, her pain, her brokenness, her heart being ripped out. He entered into that by intercession. And he came through that as he bore her grief, her pain, her sorrow, her sin, whatever, just whatever it was, he bore it. As it says in Isaiah 53, he bore our sicknesses, he bore our disease, he bore our pain, he carried it all. This is what he was doing even before he actually went to the cross. It was like he, it was a little snapshot of what he was, he says, I'm going to meet you in the darkest place of your life and of your journey. Some of you right now, you're addicted. You're struggling with addiction. 
The Lord is saying, I'm stepping into your addictions right now. I'm joining you in your pain, and I'm going to show you a better way. And not only am I going to show you a better way, I'm going to empower you to break the chains and to cut loose from these addictions and be filled with my life and with my spirit. I promise you what I have to offer you is far greater than what has gripped you and what has chained you and has held you in shame. Open up your heart and let me break this off of you right now. I see it breaking off of people right now. I see a man in his 30s right now, and I see it breaking off. I see it breaking off of your neck right now, that yoke of bondage in Jesus' name. Beloved, this is the new wineskin. You better get used to it. Yes, we'll corporately gather again, but I'm telling you, everything has shifted. And God just doesn't want you to meet him in the corporate meeting. Yes, it's awesome when we come together. But you're going to become acquainted in this season of his presence, of his glory, of just his heart breaking in and deeply and intimately involved in your home. I decree right now that your house is becoming a home again. If you can agree with this, I want you to type out on this uh, Facebook Live, whatever. I want you to type it out and say amen. If you can agree with your house is becoming a home once again and a place of dwelling for the presence of Almighty God, I want to hear an amen. Because I'm telling you, he's on a mission right now. And he's deeply interested in breaking into your homes and into your families and reestablishing the altar of worship, of prayer, of communion within your homes, within your families, where he actually becomes a presence and a person in the midst of the family and not just that thing we go to on Sunday. I'm telling you, it's both. It's, it's the corporate, massive breakthroughs in the corporate, massive breakthrough in the homes. I'm prophesying this right now. Everything's changing. I'm prophesying to you as well right now that there is going to be such a shift where there are many of you that you've not opened up your homes to other families or people for communion together for the fellowship of the Spirit. Many of you have, but there's many who haven't. And I just decree that the shift of season as this COVID gets kicked to the curb, I decree that you're opening up your homes. And I see even, even with the EHOP, but, uh, but, but it's far beyond EHOP, but I see the EHOP family, the fellowship, that there are homes being open and families coming in. And there's rich presence and glory that is breaking out in the homes. We're going to hear testimonies. Uh, yes, we'll hear them in the corporate, but when we gather in the corporate, we're going to hear testimonies of healing, deliverance, salvation from home meetings, from times of families getting together and people getting together in their homes. Come on. If I can get a witness, somebody say amen. Somebody type it. Amen. I'm telling you, today is a new day. Today, 
resurrection power is moving in a fresh way. I know that I know that I know. So we're going to take communion together. Let's come to his table together. And we're going to celebrate the victory of the king. Upholding the bread. We're saying today, Jesus, we acknowledge that there was no other way. We would not be experiencing even what we've experienced up to now, but even what is breaking out right now in every home. We decree we, we could not, it would be impossible unless your body was broken for us. And we come into agreement with the reality, this eternal reality is that Jesus, we want to thank you for stepping into that place of intercession, hanging on the cross between heaven and earth, reestablishing a way for us to step into the truth and the life union with you and the Father forever. We thank you for your intercession joining heaven and earth eternally. And we say, Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And we acknowledge that your body was broken so ours could be healed. You bore, as in Isaiah 53, 4, it talks about you bore our sickness. You bore our disease. You bore our grief and our pain. As you did with this widow, you have done and are doing in our lives. We want to say we remember you, Jesus, as we partake of the bread, the body of Christ. Let's partake. is amazing that we can together, even while we're in our homes, be coming to the table of the Lord together like this. Believing right now the healing, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The healing is touching your bodies. Healing 
is breaking and shattering and displacing torment in the mind, in the soul. And that impartation of the will to do His will is being given to you. Grace upon grace. Grace for grace. We take the cup. We say, Jesus, we acknowledge, Holy Father, we acknowledge the shed blood of your Son, Christ Jesus. We acknowledge that he was not overcoming for himself, but he stepped down into our world to do what we could not do. making intercession for us through his body and through his shed blood. From the thorns being twisted on his head to the flogging to the piercing of his side where water and blood poured out. He gave everything for us and we acknowledge it together. Every home right now, every heart. We thank you that he said, it is finished. Everything that needed to be accomplished, everything that needed to be settled on our account was finished. There's nothing left hanging, lingering, looming. You fully satisfied, Jesus. Beautiful, victorious Lamb of God. We thank you for your blood that washes us clean as white as snow. Let's take the cup. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We love you. We say you, you overcame it all for us. And you are in this season deeply and intimately involved in our lives, in our homes, in our families. You feel what we feel. You are so tender as you were with the widow. I want to declare his blessing and grace over your homes right now. I 
This is the one who sticks closer than a brother. Who's, he really is deeply interested and involved in your life. Whether you're aware of it or not, he is deeply involved in your life. And he loves you. And he loves your family. saying, cast your cares upon me. I do care. It's not religious rhetoric. It's the very heart of Christ himself. It's the very heart of Jesus who forever lives to make intercession for you and I. Forever. Call upon his name. He's releasing in this season the gift of faith, the very faith of God, extraordinary faith. And he's releasing an awakening, a healing movement in the earth. And I say to you, it's the healing of homes. Houses are becoming a home once again. The altars being restored in the home once again. Hearts are finding one another once again in the home. Fractures and divisions are being mended. We can just sing that for a moment. Jesus, we love you. Is that what you do? Just Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. Love you. You are the one. You are the one. Hearts adore. We adore you. Here we are. Our hearts are 
at your feet. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you. Forever, our intercessor. Our deliverer. Our hope. Our song. 
Jesus forever. We stay from our homes. Thank you, Jesus. I'd also like to say thanks to everybody for tuning in, connecting in. I want to thank you just as a shepherd here at EHOP for just, Cheryl and I were saying together, it's like we're so moved in our hearts by even those of you who've continued to just the intentionality of your hearts to uh, bring your tithes into the house, to bring your offerings, your gifts, uh, continuing to get them to us so that we could continue to uh, function, you know, as we do as a corporate family. Uh, we just want to thank you, you know, sincere, sincerely just want to say thank you for just your faithful giving. It uh, helps us to keep on, keep on in this season that we're in. And uh, our prayer is that you continue to be blessed, that you continue to prosper your homes, uh, prosper in every way, not just, yes, financially, but the presence of the Lord. I pray that the prayer room is a blessing to you as we continue in the prayer room, uh, longing to serve and bring encouragement and uh, connectedness in this time when, uh, you know, there's a lot of isolation. And so, uh, yeah, our desire is that you are encouraged in this season and strengthened in this season. We love you so much, and uh, we love even we're grateful for the technology to be able to stay connected like this. We're a blessed people, and uh, we're grateful people. So we love you, Ehop family and friends, you know, that are tuning in. We say, may the Lord richly, richly bless you in this season, and uh, we look forward to seeing you online again soon. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. To find more teaching resources or to join us via live stream, visit our website at eastgatehouseofprayer.ca.